Uh, hello and welcome to series three, perhaps, of Cultural Juice. It's lovely to see you again, figuratively, of course. Uh, it's uh, Matt here and, um, and Josh. Josh. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, welcome back. It's yeah. been so long. It's been well, it's been a year, but it feels a bit like two years because we only had that one we, special episode. Yeah, um, series two was a false start, wasn't it? Yeah, so this is uh, yeah. series two point two. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, let's run with that. It's 2.2. Yeah. So we've got a hell of an episode lined up this week. We're going to kick off with Love Island, the first episode of which has uh, just aired, Series 5. We're going to give our takes on that. We're going to be having a look at Rocket Man, the new uh, Elton John biography, I suppose you call it, or biopic or whatever you call it, even though it's not... It's like a, like a musical biopic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we're going to give our verdicts on the final series of Game of Thrones, because we think we've left enough time for there not to be spoilers anymore everyone's going, caught up now I think, yeah if they? you haven't caught up by now that's your problem i think really <laughs> okay but first of all we're going to kick off it's been a while we've had plenty of time to do stupid things what's the stupidest thing that's happened to you okay uh so i was struggling for uh, stupid things uh you're so begin. lucky <laughs> yeah. so this morning actually i've got the day off work i thought mm-hmm. i'd make the most of it go to the gym early get it out of the way we're trying to go most days so i went there drove there did my thing for an hour mm-hmm. and then i went home had a shower, got ready to pick you up from the train station. Went downstairs and, and I was like, oh God, my car wasn't in the car park. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, has, has it been stolen? <laughs> what's, what's happened? Have I, what have I done? And then it occurred to me, of course, that I'd driven to the gym and walked home. So it's only around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been really sweaty and everything. You just well, I'm so, I'm so used to walk. I, I normally walk back and forth because uh, okay. I, haven't, I don't usually... Um, you don't usually drive to the gym? Yeah, I don't yeah. usually feel the need to ru- <laughs> use the car, but I was in a bit of a rush this morning. So, yeah, then I had <laughs> to walk, the 10-minute the, the walk to get to the car <laughs> to then come and pick you up well, from, the, uh, from the station. At least that's another dose of exercise, so you haven't... <laughs> Hasn't been a total waste. So that was a godsend when that happened this morning, in a way, <laughs> yeah. because uh, I was struggling for a silly story. So, Matt, what stupid things have you been up to lately? Okay, when I had a very stupid um, realisation this week, uh, I, I told a joke this week about 4OD okay. on Twitter. 4OD obviously being the, the catch-up player. Yeah. It was going right, and then someone said, it hasn't been 4OD for years. What? My initial response was obviously, what? Yeah. And then it turned out that this person was right, and it hasn't been 4OD since 2015, and I've just never realised. Everyone still calls it 4OD. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what's it called now? It's called All 4, and it had a rebrand ah, right. in 2015 okay. or, or something. And, uh, you know, this thing must have got... I mean, I've been on that player probably at least every four, week. 4Player. Since the change. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, the, that's what was my joke, yeah, it should have been called 4Player. Oh, but, right. <laughs> but all this time I haven't realised that the thing's been rebranded, and I've used it, like, probably not every day, but certainly yeah. every week since it's changed and I just thought how on earth can something like that happen and you just not because what I'm used to doing is I'm um, if ever I want it I, I type 4 into the search bar I'm sure it still comes up on Google as 4D if you does it okay I'm well that's sure it does that's made me feel a little bit better I'm sure yeah I wish they called it 4, four player yeah yeah exactly that's what it should be but well you see, you see the thing is as well um, someone has got me into 30 Rock recently oh, right, okay. and they yeah, put all the 30 Rocks up on uh, 4OD so I've been you know, getting through those at a rate of knots. Have you seen the Michael Sheen episode yet of 30? Yeah, I've seen fantastic. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've seen them all except the finale now. Right, okay. Uh, so uh, anyone who's going around calling it 4D, stop immediately. Yes, it's uh, it's well, now uh, be after you. all four. Yeah, they'll be happy to get that <laughs> message. Clearly, it hasn't, the rebrand hasn't been especially effective, has it? No. Okay, so moving on. 
the new series of Love Island, the much awaited, much awaited uh, new series of Lyle, series Love Island. Series five. Began. Yeah, I know. I I have to say I have not been able to wait for this since the last series ended. I've been uh, looking forward to it ever since. I was I was quite embarrassed by how how, how excited of... I was about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm. I'm very much unashamed about it, whereas Josh is a little more, you know, keeping yeah, it under wraps. Yeah, I think it's got off to a promising start. I really um, agree. I, th- I think it's got all the making so far of an excellent series. A classic Love Island series. Yeah, whether it will, will be or not remains to be seen. But I think I think you've got good characters there. They've all re- or obviously already been completely slagged off by everyone yeah. watching. But I actually think they, there's a good bunch this year. Have you got any favourites? To be honest with you, I haven't really particularly warmed to anyone so far, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. Understandable. Um, I've got least favourites. Uh, <laughs> well, go on, start off with those. <laughs> well, uh, probably Anton. Yeah, is, well, um, he, he's actually one of my favourites, funny enough. Maybe it's for the same reason. Because he's going to stir things up, you think? Yes, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think he's going to be the prime instigator he, in that. Yeah, that. he could be this year's um, Adam. From, yeah, 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 I suppose so, yeah. I, I think he's got that sort of air about him that he's, he's, he's going to be trouble. I yeah, think is, I think he's kind of he, he does it knowingly as well. I suppose he, he's in on the joke, kind of. You know, he's, yeah. he's gone in there fully intended to cause trouble. Yeah, some good stories already. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure I won't ruin them for you if you haven't seen it. But no, um, <laughs> my other least favorite was uh, Amber. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Well, I mean, not keen. No, no. First impressions. I mean, she was the one I, mo- I found most physically attractive to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm. But yeah, personality-wise, uh, I think she's. She doesn't come across very well so far. I just thought she was very rude to to Callum. Callum, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she told him that he was old for being twenty-eight. Uh, yeah. I think that was just an accidental thing, though. What about yourself? Um, yeah, so so Anton is probably my favourite so far. I actually sort of recognise Curtis, who is one of the new arrivals thrown in at the end of the show. You recognise him? Well, I recognise him because his brother AJ is on Strictly Come Dancing. Ah, oh, yeah, of course. And he's, yeah. uh, yeah. Curtis is a choreographer on the Irish version of the show. Right. And so so I actually remember this story about they went out sort of last Christmas and Curtis got beaten up, I think, or maybe it was AJ, I can't remember which one. Ah, oh, right, But, but yeah. one of them did. So I, I, I'm, I'm vaguely aware of them. And I noticed that Amy made a Strictly joke about Anton, Anton Dubeck. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah because there was that. the Beck thing going yeah. on, which I really hope doesn't catch on. What is, is it oh, Beck? Anton Dubev. Bev, that's Bev, it is, it is yeah. 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 I don't old. think it's going to, is it? Have you seen the uh, the memes of, um, do you know, Stop Trying to Make Fetch happen? Oh, from Mean Girls, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that's Lucy's word, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I, maybe I mean, we'll both be saying it by the end of the summer. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I think it's just, it's just her thing. Like If she'd have come up with it spontaneously, perhaps in the villa it would have been a bit different but because she's like come in oh yeah this is my word she wanted to use it as much as possible but it's just like it's like boo i think which which is another word i loathe i'm not really clear what it means because it seems to have various meanings does it just mean good i think yeah it just means like a a handsome man i suppose all right i i hope that dies a death yeah i hope i hope it's uh, i hope it's as anonymous as ahoy hoy (laughs) from last year yeah Uh, another catchphrase that did emerge though uh last night was it is what it is oh yeah the catchphrase born of necessity (laughs) unfortunately it's unfortunately it's it's very true it it is what it is if you're in that situation yeah i mean it must be quite embarrassing to be in that situation even if you anticipate it i think you've still got to go through it haven't you and there's not a lot you can say other than 
it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Effectively, if you've you're going to get rebuffed. You've just got to take it on the chin, I guess, haven't you? You do. Maybe that'll be the one next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you've just got to take it on the chin. <laughs> yeah. I think. So it was Sharif's phrase to begin with. Yeah. And then Michael said it sort of after he got yeah. tied or whatever the term <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, it was infectious, wasn't it? Everyone, everyone yeah, started I, saying I think every, everyone is going to start saying this now. I think this is going to catch on um, a lot more. And it's it's just one of those things. It's it's like a placeholder, isn't it? But you have to say it because otherwise it would be like, oh my god, this is a disaster. It would have been everyone's worst fear when they were going onto the island to not be. Having having said that, obviously it happened to Alex last year, and it sort of notably happened to Alex last year. It, it was it more was like, notably than this year, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's probably a bit less embarrassing than it could have been. It doesn't necessarily because it's, it's obviously not unique to this time around. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to have a bad series. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely, and it's, and yeah, these things can can grow yeah. over time, can't they? I mean, you, you can never tell early on who's going to become the, the stars of the series either. I think no, it's so no, I, it's so I hard agree. to tell. I think the good thing about Love Island is if it is getting flat, the producers can stir it up quite easily. They've yeah. got plenty of people they can bring in. There's things they can do to kind of stir things up. At the end of last night's episode, they brought in two new. Yeah. Newer faces. Uh, Curtis the, and Tyson Fury's brother. Tommy Fury. Tommy yeah. Fury. At the end of the episode, spoiler alert, these two new arrivals had to choose who they wanted to couple up with. Yeah. I assume that this now means that uh, the next arrival is going to be a woman and the first one to get kicked off is going to be a man. That seems like the logic. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. so. So it's the guys who've really got to watch out. Yeah, it's pretty intense, really, isn't it? Because it's just from the get-go, you cut, you you never give them time to settle. I think in yeah. Love Island. The last last year, Kendall was the first one to go. I never really felt like we got to know her at all. No, so I just I remember think, her crying a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and I think um, I think that's going to be the unfortunate situation for one of the boys now. I think it's going to be one of the, the five originals. Yeah, Yo, you think one of them will go? Yeah. Who would you uh, put your money on? Possibly Callum. I don't think Callum has really um, he didn't make much come of an across. impression. Yeah, he hasn't really uh, shined yet. So he's got a couple of episodes to do it in, but I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure he will manage it. This is only my gut reaction so far, but I think he might have a bit of difficulty putting the best of himself across to the other girls. Dr. Alex um, from last year, he wrote something recently for The Guardian, and he was just saying how important the edit is as well. Mm. So how sort of you're constantly aware that you don't know how you're going to come across... You're at the producer's mercy almost as, yes. as to how you come across to the public. Ha- having said that, I, I do agree with that, but they've got to get the most important bits in, haven't they? Yeah. You know... If you've had some sort of bust up that it's going to make the edit, you can prepare yourself for that. And you can also, you can totally control how you react to how um, yeah. how people come across to you. There's an element of performance there then. Almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even if something unfair happens to you, you can still control to an extent what people think of you how, through, yeah. through how you deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Obviously things are a lot tougher in the moment and sometimes people are going to come across not as well as they would have hoped. Yeah. But that's not the end. You just have to be a bit more self-aware i think you should realize that if you if you have any sort of recoupling moment or you have a bust up with anyone be it within a couple or with the other guys or the other girls that will make it plus if you try and stir anything up like if you're if you're a bit of a georgia if you're a bit tv savvy you should have some idea yeah what's different about this year i think anton's trying to be this year's Adam, but he's not as good looking as Adam, and the girls don't fancy him quite as much as. But but I also don't think Adam. that Curtis and Tommy Fury yeah. have 
impacted the billet in the same way that Adam did as well. Um, I think because there's two of them as well, though the, the attention spread out a yeah, little bit. But so I think I think there's more room for Anton to still behave like Adam. Yeah, you've Reverse really warmed the... to Anton, haven't you? I can say I, I have kind of, well, uh, quite defensive about um, Anton. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I was defensive. I think, I think he him. I think he may well be a bit of a bastard. Yeah. So I wouldn't I won't defend him when he turns out to be that bastard. But yeah. I think he will be very good for the show. I think he's a good character. I, I, I don't. I think he'll be around for a while. Yeah. yeah. I I certainly don't predict him going off first as long as he doesn't like do anything catastrophic no but uh, um, we'll, we'll see I, I think he's got a fair bit to go yet yeah do you think any of the current couples will last the duration um i cannot see a single one that no. i think will the, the, the ones that were paired by default yeah so that's sharif and amber is it and michael and Yuwande. am i getting that correct right, yeah. uh, i think they might turn out to be good friends I don't know if, if any of these will no. stay the course. I, I have no gut feeling that any of them would. I think Anna's going to be a tricky one to... I, I quite like her as a, as a person so far, mm-hmm. but she's going to be quite fussy, isn't she, I think, by the by yeah. lots of things. She, she, she likes a tall man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I have no doubt that they'll throw in a tall man at some yeah. point. And just... Someone who's seven foot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Really quite like Michael, and I think he'll be one of the most fun... Yeah, able to watch going forward. I think he's quite a. I think he's got a lot of potential. He doesn't take himself too seriously. Either, yeah, which I, like. I think yeah. he'll. Which is important, I think, on Love Island. Yeah, so, yeah. You yeah. don't want to be the person who takes Love Island to be like. It's the... not Game of Thrones. Is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the journey that's yeah, the, the fun I, bit. I absolutely. The conclusion agree. is irrelevant almost. Yeah, isn't it? you don't really. I don't really care who wins Love Island. I know, and I think <laughs> I think we might have said this before, but the fact that they win fifty thousand pounds is no longer in any way of note because the amount that they can get yeah. from Instagram Zara from last year apparently said that she basically can get like three grand a post or something like that or, or something yeah, crazy like I that yeah I think AR's like that as well well I was wondering they said um, Dr. Alex in, in that piece that you yeah. referenced he said something about how the show should focus on providing like a bit more like Aftercare. financial oh right yeah. yeah yeah and I really agree with that because I think it must be like sort of being like a premiership footballer who's just come up from like League One or something yeah. and had no real presence on the on the celebrity yeah. stage before that and suddenly you're earning like a six figure sum yeah what I got from that as well was that he? He's. I think he was implying that you don't earn as much unless you're one of the very big names that come out of the island. You don't yeah. make as much money as you think you're going to mm-hmm. make, and that it's quite hard to sustain a career. Yes, you know, as a celebrity influence, especially you know as time goes by and people forget that. Yeah, I, I, I certainly, on. I certainly think the minor islanders, I'm sure, probably don't make that much at no. all. Do you remember Grace opened that dentist surgery or something? Yeah. That was like a big highlight. Yeah. But I think most of them, I mean, like, for example, EL didn't make it to the end. I think he'll make a ton of money. Yeah. So I, I think it depends, sort of a bit of it is being there at the beginning. Yeah. But also having, playing like a big role, interacting with the other big yeah. names. I think most of the original 10 from last year will have made a substantial amount of money. Perhaps not Kendall because she vanished yeah. quick, so quickly yeah. and the same for Niall as well. Yeah, they'll, they'll, uh, make a, they'll, they'll undoubtedly, undoubtedly make a lot of money. I think they'll still have to have jobs, won't they? I don't think they'll be yeah. the celebrities they quite imagine they'll be. No, well, I think, I think a few of them will be able to convert it into sort of full-time celebrity. Yeah, stardom. Stardom, yeah. yeah. And then most will probably end up just doing what they were doing originally, which is probably modelling and yeah. boosting their name. Back. Selling pens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next uh, eight weeks. Is it nightly? Yeah, Apart pretty much from Saturdays? Saturday. I think they do like a catch-up thing on Saturday. Right, an omnibus. Yes. <laughs> I love that phrase for it as well. If you do miss out on one in the week, you can always uh, catch and, it. And we're here if you do miss out, by the way. Yeah. We'll, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be back on the island. <laughs> yeah.
Okay, next up, we are going to talk about the new Elton John music biopic. Musical yes, biopic. Musical festival celebration. <laughs> yeah. It's not It's not really uh, it's not a straightforward it's, film, is it's it? It's not it's serious. All... It's not the film I thought it was going to be, actually. No, were you, were you expecting something I a knew bit more were... linear then? Yeah, mm. I, I knew there were going to be musical elements to the show. Yeah, uh, but I didn't think it was... there weren't. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. But I didn't think it was going to be as flamboyant as it as it was, which is a good thing. I, I, I really liked it. Yes, I think it does actually benefit from not being told as like a sort of straightforward. Because yeah. I think, uh, did you watch Bohemian Rhapsody? I did, I did. In many ways, it's very similar to that. But I much preferred it to Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah, well, yeah. I think I have an idea why to begin with. <laughs> but, I mean, it's the same director. Yeah. Dexter Fletcher. Yeah, Dexter Fletcher um, sort of salvaged the Bohemian Rhapsody yes. and stepped in at the end. Yeah, so stylistically it is quite similar. But whereas Bohemian Rhapsody tried to still accurately reflect things despite getting a few things wrong and out yeah. of place yeah. this has been a, a lot more creative it's sort of all jumbled up a bit more and it doesn't pretend that it's trying to tell a sort of linear story it's giving a flavour of the story but it's sort of expressing it through a sort of song and dance cabaret it, it's sort his of. life told through songs really isn't it yeah. yeah and set pieces which I think some of them worked really well some of them not so well Yeah. my absolute favourite was that bit where he's at the troubadour and he starts playing Crocodile Rock uh, yeah it's brilliant crowd. Yeah. I think that's where, where he's got his legs flying up in the air and he's just tapping yeah. the piano I think that's a really brilliant sequence and I think you know that must have been Absolutely, what it felt like. You get the sense of yeah, excitement that would have been really felt good you illustration there. of yeah. the sort of like the weightlessness he must have yeah. felt at the time. Some of them I wasn't so keen on. The, the early one when he does Saturday nights or fighting and he's in the the pub. That I think that's the first one, isn't it? It it's, might be yeah, the, first, the first or second one. one yeah. yeah, it felt it, a bit grease. But yeah, like, and it didn't quite make the impact I felt yeah. it was, uh, was going to. It just just a bit sort of tame and not really. And the, in that scene, I found it jarring the way that Taron Egerton was obviously quite a good dancer and he was. A lot more mobile than I would imagine Elton John to be. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was choreographed, and he danced like a almost like a professional dancer. Yeah. in a way that I don't think Elton, no, I, I with all due respect, was Reggie ever able to. Was gonna <laughs> yeah. bust those moves. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of Taron Egerton in the role of Elton John? I think it's very impressive that he did all the singing himself. Yes, I really rate that actually, and he does. He does. He's certainly an excellent voice. Yeah, and one that sounds like Elton John as well. Yeah, without he, ever he, being sort of pastiche. Yeah. Even well. when there were bits where he was singing unlike the record, he was still doing it in a way that you can imagine Elton John would, could have sung yeah. it that way if he was doing yeah. it. One of my uh, oh, favourite bits was when he's at the piano and Bernie Torpin's upstairs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it probably didn't happen like this in real life, but then he starts <laughs> playing your song. In his house. Yeah, because yeah. it's such a it's a song that everyone knows, but just to see it sort of come come together in such a domestic sort of setting was yes, quite yeah, powerful. I, I, think it's a, I think it was his first proper hit, actually, as well. Yeah, and not a bad first hit to have. No, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Do you think um, the film did sort of enough to show Bernie Taupin? Because he's obviously like, an integral part of the whole thing, Yeah, and yet you don't really see him. You, th- th- there are bits early on where he features quite heavily, Yeah, but then like less than halfway into the film, he sort of drops like a stone off the radar. Well, I think, yeah, I just think the first half of the film, when they're trying to make their way, and they're, uh, they're flat-sharing or whatever, and they're, you know, they're struggling that works much better yes. than the excess years when he's kind of made it and he's sort of turning into a yeah monster. and he's distancing yeah. himself from everyone else so I, feel, I felt that bit became a bit kind of cartoonish mm. whereas the warmth that between them at the start kind of gets lost in the middle I think yeah yeah but maybe that's how it happened in real life I'm not sure well yeah maybe I, I mean obviously he was taking quite a few uh 
Rocky Substances. He's doing more credit, I think, Bernie Taupin, for writing yeah. all, of the, all of those songs. Yeah, you'd think he would get more. I mean, he must really not want to have the sure limelight that yeah. Tom John did, I think, because... I'm sure he's very rich. Uh, yes, yes I'm, sure, I'm sure he is. Yeah. <laughs> when, for example, they went to L.A. and you saw him sort of going off with that girl after the, the yeah. troubadour and everything, I thought, well, perhaps this film is going to be almost as much about Bernie as it is about Elton John. And then, yeah. but, but very shortly after that, you get a hint, you, get, you hear his wife's name, and then that's basically it, other yeah. than the point where he says, come on, Elton, you've got to get back down to earth or I'm going to leave. Yeah. And that, because that seems to be like his last role in the film yeah so i was a little conflicted about that i thought maybe you should have been in it a bit more yeah i think what they were trying to do was show how elton kind of isolated himself yeah, I, from I, everyone else I he obviously made the wrong choice by going with john reed is that his name richard madden character that's, yeah that's another a big similarity with bohemian rhapsody isn't it i mean the, the films sort of feature a lot of similarities to the point that if they were both fictional you'd probably accuse rocket man of ripping bohemian yeah. rhapsody off yeah but the obviously a controlling manager and yeah, you, you, you know, going solo effectively and yeah. doing music that's not quite yeah. up there. I suppose like it is a rock and roll cliche. And yeah, it, it has story. happened so many times. Yeah, and then they start taking more drugs as they become more successful. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought Taron Egerton was really good at the musical sections, mm. whereas the more dramatic scenes, I found he was more hit and miss. Yeah, I don't think he was. A fully convincing performance. Uh-huh. I don't think he's going to win any acting awards for this. Okay, um, yeah. What, what did you think of the sort of concept of it being set in an Alcoholics Anonymous setup? It, feel, it felt like they came back to it quite a lot. Yeah, a bit corny in parts. I have to agree. There when was he a, was hugging his younger self, incredibly that, that was naff. what I wanted to bring yeah. up, actually. Yeah, when, when his family all suddenly appeared yeah. there, I did find that a bit off-putting. It was too schmaltzy. Yeah, it's not a cheerful film for a lot of the... <laughs> it's not, is it? Maybe this is because of the criticisms of Bohemian Rhapsody that they concentrated more on sort of you know the things he was doing, the drug use and everything. Yeah. But yeah, it's so quickly resolved at the end. He just decides to, you know, he turns his life around quite easily. Yes, I suppose, well, I suppose when you've got that much money, it's yeah. easier than for some people. But yeah, I do, I do agree. It does feel like there wasn't there wasn't quite enough jeopardy in that sense, was no. there? It was like he, he quite quickly... And the, yeah, the ending... I mean, they could they can only use real life, obviously. Mm. But the ending felt a bit anticlimactic, really. It just it, I don't know if we can spoil it, but you know, he he comes well, out. I, of re- I think I think we know sort of the ending yeah. anyway. So I think you think you're all right there. But the way he sort of he comes out of rehab to I'm still standing, and then they cut to the music video uh, sequence, and then that's that's yeah. it really. It's kind thought, of, it I feels quite it abrupt. Quite clever how they did that video because they've sort of superimposed Taron Egerton on certain parts of that, haven't they? Yeah. But but they've kept Elton John in sort of the non close up bits. All ah, right. But okay. I, I, I think they've that. done that. They did that really well. Yeah. Were there any bits that you particularly disliked? I thought um, I thought actually he falls in with John Reed. And then they, um, there's a bit of a romantic... Uh, Frisson. Yeah, fr- yeah, going on there. And then it very quickly becomes... There's no sort of period where they're getting along. No. If you see yeah, what I mean, it's, it's, it's almost immediately it. that he's, yeah. they've fought, he's been horrible to Elton. Yeah. Apparently this is the first sort of Hollywood film where there's ever been like a male gay sex scene in it. Do you think that was actually even worth the hype? Because I, I, I didn't think it even really was a sex scene, to be honest. No, well, I think enough was suggested. I don't think we needed anything too... No, 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 of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. But they were billing it quite yeah. heavily, and then it, it doesn't seem like... I, I mean, it's like blink and you miss it. Well, it did its job, didn't it, I think? That's <laughs> yeah, the... yeah, I suppose it did. Yeah. I thought um, um, Richard Madden was actually... He was really good, and I thought he, they could have used more of him mm. in the later um, later scenes. Yeah, and Stephen Graham as well. I thought was underused. Which one was Stephen Graham? He was the original uh, record 
producer oh, yeah, with a because yeah. um, he's such a good actor and he was yeah. he was so good in, in the limited scenes that he had yeah. well the one, the, kind that, of, the one that surprised me actually Bryce Dallas Howard it took yeah. me forever to realise that that was yeah. her because I, I knew I recognised her but I couldn't work out who it was and I think it was really odd to see her play Elton John's mum as well because I still think of her as very young well she's not old is she yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean I, but I think of her as like sort of almost a leading lady rather yeah. than uh, playing a mother yeah, yeah. absolutely I, I, I don't think of her as like I think they probably down. yeah I think they probably needed someone relatively young so that then they could show the the time covered Maybe, yeah. with the later scenes, perhaps. Yeah. What did you think of the sort of early bits with his mother and father? I I never knew about his difficult relationship with his dad. No, not so that. I found that really. I suppose that was a lot more common in those days. Yeah, like dads not wanting to hug their sons or anything. I I can I can certainly see that. I I imagine like my grandparents' generation. I I, I would have thought that was quite the norm. Yeah, I don't know how accurate those scenes are, but I, I think it definitely helps the film because it kind of gives Elton a sense of as if he's an underdog. Yeah. You know, the, the odds are against him. Yeah, and he has to prove yeah, something. Yeah, his passion for mu- music. Yeah, uh, and I did think it was a very through. sad scene when he went to see his dad, who's obviously got the new yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And you know, even though he was selling out America and everything, and yet he still couldn't he win got him over. He because... got him to sign a record for his friend. Yeah, well, I mean, who, who knows if that was real or not? Yeah. But if that was, that's really, really depressing. He's better off without his dad, if that you know. I think. If that's yeah, that's the, what it feels like, isn't it? Yeah. It it does feel like a real sort of lost uh, relationship in that sense. Yeah, I think Jamie Bell is really good as Bernie Talbot. Uh, yeah, good I, I do agree. I do agree. Were there any particular highlights for you? Uh, well, it? definitely that troubadour scene. I think that whole that whole bit was very well done. And his nerves beforehand as well when he's panicking, you know. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that too. It did feel kind of crammed in. A little bit, though. It, it did feel that they, they were getting through an awful lot very quickly to get to certain points. Yeah, I suppose it's because he's had such an eventful life, it's difficult to mm. get it all in. But yeah, I know what you mean. What did you think of the sort of the, the bit where he takes all those Valium and then falls Tries to kill ball? himself. You can kind of imagine what that feels like, I think, from mm. that. You yeah. know, even though he's the star and he's paying for the house and the parties and everything. Yeah. He was never the focus, though. You know, he's, he's still alone. Mm. I can I can imagine how he would feel alone in that situation. Yeah. When he was underwater, I found that scene a bit cheesy as well. Maybe yeah. when he sees himself, uh, yeah, himself like, underwater. It feels like that was meant to be the scene of yeah. the film, and yet I don't think it quite. It wasn't quite as powerful as maybe it was yeah, intended. As they wanted to, yeah. yeah. I feel like sort of going back to what we were talking about before, at like the end. Yeah. I do feel like it was, you know, and they had all this stuff about oh, well, he's given all this money to AIDS Foundation and everything. It does feel like the film is very controlled, like all the way through. I think it's it's very much like. Elton John's view of how the story should be told, I think. It, it, I don't think it's a really yeah. independent... It's the official, you, you, the official, the authorised biography. That's what I feel about yeah. it. That's, you know. And obviously there's plenty of good bits and things that come with that, but I don't feel like it was an outsider's perspective in any way. I feel like it was very much, no. this, is, this is what Elton John I, wants to leave behind. Yeah, and I think now that he's kind of sorted his problems out, he's presenting, he probably wants to present a more wholesome... Yeah, image of himself absolutely. than what I can imagine he was very unlikable at mm. times during the 70s and 80s yeah there are certain bits of it as well I think are very much glossed over which I think to him I'm sure they did probably feel very ephemeral like the the, the bit for example where he marries the German um, sound engineer uh, I think she's called Renate if someone else had made had been behind the film you can see a bit more of that relationship coming yeah. through because obviously I mean I think they were married four years or something you, you know you'd it imagine doesn't feel like it, four years it doesn't it feels no. like it's just that and then maybe you divorced her within a week or something yeah like well, I, I knew Spears. I knew he'd been I knew he'd been married I didn't really know the f- 
the circumstances. No. And I, I didn't I didn't really feel like after seeing the film I understood the story either, to be honest with no, you. No, yeah, it feels so rushed. It felt I, rushed, I think I yeah. think from the beginning the press were like constantly speculating that it was because he was gay. You know, and it was yeah. just like a fig leaf for yeah. that. But yeah, yeah, it, it it felt like you, you know, in the blink of an eye, he's just got married. There's no real. Just tick that box. We've done that bit of the story. Now yeah. we're on to the next. But, uh... but it's like you w- you wouldn't just get married to anyone, would you? No. So the fact that there was no connection at all, it feels not not quite fleshed out to its fullest extent. Do you feel as if you know the real Elton Morph, having seen the film, or is it just did the film not really tell you anything that you didn't already know? No, I think there were bits about it that I said. I, I mean, I, I didn't really know about the suicide attempt, for example. I, I didn't really know sort of how he felt when he was at the top, Yeah, I suppose. So I think that that's all very interesting. But yeah, as I say, I think I think it's a bit managed yeah. in, in that sense. It's uh, Like Bohemian Rhapsody, I suppose. In the, yeah, yeah I, I suppose so. Did you reappreciate Elton's music? Yeah, I did yeah. actually, and I think most of the the songs are reiterated if you if you if you like very well. Yeah, they're, they're given the full works, and yeah. the fact that Taron Egerton actually sang them is all to his credit. Yeah, he is so, brilliant in the music uh, yeah. scenes, and that fundamentally is what you want out of it. I mean, if if the, if the acting was great and the music was two bit, it it wouldn't get anywhere. Uh, yeah, it's, it's still fundamentally about the music. Okay, so we're going to end uh, today on the final series of Game of Thrones, which has obviously been pretty controversial. Uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the worst series of Game of Thrones there is. Do you agree with that analysis? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think it's the weakest season. I don't know how much of that is coloured by expectation going into it. Yes, I suppose we do um, have to consider that. But I, I just, I just found it very un- underwhelming and just, it just felt rushed. I suppose, mm. considering how long we've had to wait for it, mm. and the fact that we knew there were only going to be six episodes. Yes, yeah, so I just feel I like think the six episodes thing is what gets me more than anything else. Yeah. I think it's quite extraordinary, actually, like almost sort of verging on arrogance that Weiss and Benioff, the showrunners, thought that they could wrap the whole thing up in six hours. Well, they were offered the budget for more episodes. And that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Because th- there's almost no way that Game of Thrones couldn't have got the money... They had free reign, really, didn't yeah, they, to do what they wanted. Pretty much. And yet they somehow thought they could race through it without really... Yeah. I think, I think Game of Thrones has had both the blessing and the curse of the books that it's based on not being finished. Do you think do you think the the seasons got worse as they moved away from the books? A lot of people have said this. I don't think so. I thought series seven was just as good as anything else that had gone before it. I really enjoyed it. In fact, series seven has one of my favourite moments of all, which is when Jamie confronts Elena Tyrell and they have the conversation about Joffrey. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I I think that's one of the best scenes in the whole show. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of that in there. I I, I have no quarrel with series seven at all. No. But I think once you've got to the point where the two great battles are on their way, to think that they can be wrapped up almost like that, really. Did you find the battles themselves? satisfying though no something about the Battle of Winterfell I don't know if it was just because it was condensed into one episode yeah it just didn't feel satisfying no and it's not even because a lot of it you couldn't really see yeah which was a problem but I think it should have been a two-parter. Yeah. I think there was just so much going on that it should have been divided into two. What what I don't like sometimes, which I think is a real uh, problem with the show, is that it gives you really misleading evidence in in a way. Uh, so, so, for example, at the start of the Battle of Winterfell, you had all the Dothraki 
pretty much lined up and ready yeah. to go on and charge to fight the dead. I'm not sure I saw a single one of them come back. No. And yet, it's very obvious in the last episode that there are plenty of Dothraki still, still knocking alive. around. Yeah. And I find that a real inconsistency. Yeah. But because I, I just assumed that they were all dead. They so don't feature that heavily in the, in the episode, do they? No, I, I find myself forgetting they're there half the time. Yeah. They, they have no role themselves ever no. since Carl Drogo died. They're just sort of foot soldiers of Daenerys. And she's trying to have inherited them from, yeah, from him. Exactly. There's, yeah. there's, there's, no, there's nothing to them once she's got them. There are quite a few characters as well that feel like that, where they kind of, they've reached the end of their purpose almost. Yes. And they're just sort of there now for the big finale. And yeah. Kind of, they're just loose parts. Like I think that that's why Varys was killed when he was killed as well, to a certain extent. Yes. I, I suppose I agree. There are, there are a lot of characters that didn't, they, they almost couldn't make it to the yeah. end. I think Jorah is one of them. Yeah. I think he was definitely going to have to die when he did. I think Theon is one of them as well. Obviously, he got the hero's Redem- death. Redemption. Yeah. At the end. But I think he was he definitely had to die. The thing about Varys, right, you had the Battle of Winterfell and then you had the bit where they go down to confront King's Landing and then Varys' death is dealt with very quickly after that. Yeah. I think what the show could really have done with was one more episode which featured Varys trying to topple Daenerys and that would be the whole focus of the episode. Yeah. Him gradually seeing that she was getting... Uh, because then it would be more of a betrayal than it actually was. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that, but not just that. At the same time, you would see um, Daenerys' mental condition worsening. You'd see yeah. her getting more paranoid and more upset about Missandei. You would see her feeling it was a, It was a quick turnaround from, yeah. from Daenerys. Really, I, think, I think a lot of people were thrown by that one. Yeah. They? It doesn't really feel as if it follows her, her arc. Yes, through. I was predicting essentially that she would flip because I've never been a huge fan of the character. No, I mean Amelia Clark. That's a different thing. Yeah, but the the character it, it seems too perfect. She's a bit bland, Easy. isn't she? She's yeah. quite. She's like a female Jon Snow. They're kind of. I, I suppose so. Yeah. yeah. But it's all about this is how it should be. So yeah. obviously it's not going to happen. So I wasn't surprised, and I think there were a few things that hinted that she would go a bit crazy, but. I think they could have just done with even just another hour of her slowly turning. Yeah, people kind of defending that now and say, going back and saying, oh, she said this in episode three of season two. But I, d- I don't think the foreshadowing was actually seen through enough yeah, for it to I, be I, justified. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think you can really pretend it was. One of the things I was more surprised about was when we got to the last episode, how little I cared about <laughs> what was happening. Mm. I, I didn't really... Were you not backing anyone towards that I just that didn't then? feel engaged. I never really made predictions about the show anyway. Towards the end, I really wasn't bothered who ended up on the, on the throne. Yeah, I Or know. who didn't. I think I'm on the record on this podcast as saying it was going to be Sansa before it was cool yeah. to say it was going to be Sansa. I still thought it was going to be her all the way through this series. Funnily enough, I decided to watch a lot of the, not the old episodes, but there are sort of compilations of these characters' stories on YouTube, so they're just their scenes. And I think if, if Sansa had been elected as queen at the end, I think that's actually foreshadowed very well. There are yeah. all these scenes of her saying, that'll be you one day, obviously yeah. from when she was going to marry Joffrey. Yeah. But that would fit in really well if they'd have chose yeah. her because you can say, well, you know, yeah. this was this was planned all along. Bran was a bit of a bit of a curveball, wasn't he? Yeah, I think no one saw it coming in the worst way possible, yeah. <laughs> is, is, is the truth. Bran will obviously be the best king of Westeros yeah. <laughs> out of all of them because he is infallible. Not a bad attribute to have. Yes. <laughs> but, but what's good for Westeros is not good for the viewer. Yeah. It's not really... Well, we won't see what happens now, will we? No, no. I mean, I assume everything's going to be 
as good as it can be. But, I mean, there's, there's a lot about Bran as well that's very unsatisfying. For, for example, what on earth was he doing during the Battle of Winterfell? Yeah. I, ha- I have absolutely no idea. The whole three-eyed, three-eyed raven thing didn't feel as if that was seen through properly either. Yeah. Why did the Night King want to kill him specifically? Yeah. That never really came across. And the Night King, he, he made a, quite a disappointing appearance in the end, you know. <laughs> He didn't uh, have the impact we thought he would, considering no. how long we've waited for the White Walkers yeah. to actually do something. Well, yeah, exactly. It feels like it was being built up and built up and built up. And and yes, in the end, it was Another very, very simple. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard the theory that Arya was pretending to be one of the dead, you know, yeah. using her faceless yeah. skills? Which I suppose that, that does make a lot of yeah. sense, although I'm not sure it was meant to be that way. One of the things I found very disappointing was how little time Cersei really had. So someone worked it out that the amount of screen time she has, considering they're the top characters getting paid like five million dollars an episode. Yeah. She was basically getting paid a million dollars a minute for the <laughs> It's not a bad rate yeah. if you can get it. Because she she all she really did was just sort of hang around and she was so easily she, defeated in the end as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't that that I found so um disappointing is the fact that she never really spoke to anyone. She just sort of hung around with Euron, yeah. Greyjoy. And she never had a face-off with Daenerys or, no. or Tyrion. I think uh, people were underwhelmed by her death as well. They wanted they wanted something horrible. I mean, it was horrible in its own way. Mm. Uh, I think it was quite apt, but it, it wasn't yeah. quite the gruesome end that people wanted. I no, think. no. Well, I I thought the death that they had together, her and Jamie, was actually one of the better moments yeah. of Series Eight. Yeah, me too. I thought the the bit when Tyrion discovered them dead underneath yeah. that rubble was actually one of the most poignant moments quite of the show. Quite touching. Yeah, yeah, because he just felt the family connection, even though they hated each other so much yeah and obviously patched things up with jamie to some extent yeah so that was really i i thought one of the nicer moments if you want to yeah. call it that i mean kyburn as well kyburn is one who i really thought was going to turn the tables there's a scene in series seven where they bring that dead white back to king's landing after they've been up in the um yeah. the frozen yeah. wasteland and you see kyburn picking up the hand of the dead white and I thought that meant that he was then going to find some way of resurrecting yeah. some kind of dead army to protect King's Landing. And yet, in the end, Kyburn is the most ineffectual. He's gone yeah. from sinister to just, like, his death was just, he just got knocked aside by the mountain. Yeah. It was almost comical. It's strange how things were given significance and then sort of dismissed without... Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like the white horse. Yes, yeah, that, that was, was just bizarre. The, yeah. yeah. What, what did you think about the bells then? I think the bells, I think I'm right in saying, is the worst ranked episode ever on Rotten Tomatoes, the one where Daenerys goes mad. Oh, that was the one that kind of, I think I, I completely lost hope uh-huh. with, with the series then, because yeah. it was just, I think it, the, what I'd loved about the show had completely gone out of mm. the window, the, you know, the subtlety had gone. See, I mean, I'm two minds about it, because I actually think that the, pro- the whole the... battle itself, you, you know, if you, if you strip away what the story was, I thought that the direction and the special effects and everything were phenomenal. Yeah. They were up there with like the best yeah. stuff that's yeah. being seen on television you know the destruction of the whole yeah. city and, yeah. and everything but then the story wasn't really enough to give it the impact no. that it yeah well, yeah, yeah. the best stuff with Game of Thrones has always been yeah. the, the quiet stuff I think rather than the yeah it needs the, the quiet stuff to make the yeah. big moment significant yeah. doesn't it yeah did they give themselves too much to do in a short space of time yeah I think that's fundamentally yeah. what the problem is what, what I was trying to say before is uh, it's benefited hugely from the books not having an ending to that point. So everyone's arguing among themselves who's going to be it, king. Everyone's been intrigued and they want to know what, how it's going to end. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and you, they, they, everyone picks their own favourites. Yeah. So it's be- benefited enormously from that, but it's also been weakened by it 
because uh, once the source material has gone and all the quotes from the books have gone, yeah. they've got absolutely nothing to fall back on. Obviously, George R. R. Martin helps a bit, but they're now they've gone from having the dialogue ready made for them, yeah. and all this the plot intricacies sort of for them to having to work them out themselves. And it's such an abrupt transition that I yeah. think it, it's even though I liked quite a lot of it, I think by the end it's missed so much out that yeah. it doesn't make so much sense anymore. It's like the pace has just switched, yeah. and I think it's a real victim Everything of that. Everything sped up, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. George R. R. Martin seemed to reckon that they, you know, if he was doing it, he'd do another five series or something, which I think is unnecessary. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think... Well, he's not known for his brevity, though, No, no, no. But <laughs> I think you could have wrapped it up in eight series, even of the last two being seven episodes, but you could have used your time more effectively. I think, yeah, for, for example... was all wrong. Yeah, and, and the first two episodes of the series, I think they both felt right, but I think they also felt like nothing happened in them. Well, yeah, I thought that was the right kind of pace to go yeah. to begin with. But then they, as we were going through the season, I was thinking, right, they've still got this to do, they've still got this to mm. do, and now we've got two episodes left. Yeah. And it's just, how is this... How is it going to get resolved? Yeah. I always imagined that the, the battle with King's Landing would happen first, before the Army of the Dead. Yeah. And then the Army of the Dead, in the end, didn't really satisfy. I like the Night King's death. I thought that was good. But um, overall, I mean, it was a relentless episode, wasn't it? Mm. But I, the story was abandoned almost, wasn't it, for just carnage? Yeah. It just felt a little flat. One thing I didn't really, I really didn't like about episode is how everything, for a lot of it, felt absolutely hopeless. Yeah. And it was like they were just surviving by the skin of their teeth every single second. Yeah. And then it was all undone. What they seem to be trying to do, Weiss and Benioff, I think, is just throw in all these surprises. But they've not quite done enough of the legwork to really justify yeah. the surprises. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's kind of where that's yeah. going I think they're doing a Star Wars TV series. Yes, or so they? yeah, that's what I've, so I've heard. Be interested to and see. People, people have said maybe they rushed it for that, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think they still got what they wanted out of Game of Thrones. I think they ended it how they wanted it to. I just think the they execution, didn't. Execution. Yeah, they, I, I think they didn't execute in the, in the yeah. right way. The pressure was immense as well. I suppose that's the thing. Yeah, you know. I, I, I do agree, and, and it, obviously it's very difficult. They weren't going to satisfy everyone. The the idea that they couldn't have. Yeah, they had the, they is, had the is, time as well, didn't they? That's yeah. the thing. We, we, we waited a long time. They had time the time, that, so. they had the money, they yeah. had the goodwill of yeah. most people. I mean, I don't actually want them to get that petition going and have to no, remake the no. whole thing. But it's gone from being like one of the, the best series on television. It's sort of been ruined yeah. by that kind of ending. Because if, if they do remake that, I, I don't think I'd watch it. I think it's just... I don't think the actors would agree to it anyway, but no, I, I just I, think I it's a bit tragic. So. To, you can't have that much control, you know... No, exactly. You can't ruin the whole thing. No. I, it, just off the back of fans' no. anger. Yeah. But equally, it, it feels like I don't really want to watch the thing again now. I'm not sure I have the stomach to rewatch Game of Thrones again, at least for another few years, maybe not yeah. Yeah. ever. Which I could well have done had I... Been satisfied with the ending. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big investment of time, isn't it? It really, really is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But ironically, if there had been a bit more time, yeah. like even more time... I would have been more prepared to Watch invest it, it, yeah. I'm almost glad it's over, to be honest with you now. It feels like a bit of a release, doesn't it? It, it does. Um, it's quite intense, Westeros, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, I don't think I would have wanted another five seasons yeah. had George R. R. Martin got his way. I wondered if perhaps the showrunners had decided to take the thing down their own route, like the story. Yeah. So, so Bran being king might not be the same ending as it is in the books. Yeah. But Isaac Hempstead White, who's the 
actor who plays Bran says apparently that that is exactly what oh, George R. R. Martin yeah. had in maybe, mind all along. Maybe Bran is featured more prominently in the books than in the series, and that's what the mistake they made. Maybe possibly. Apparently, the didn't the writers met George R. 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 Martin, and before he told them who who ended up on the throne, they guessed. They, well, I think it was a different question. It wasn't who was going to end up on the throne. It was who's with Jon Snow's parents were. Ah, that, right. That's what okay. they asked, and, right. and they got that. Right. But that um, didn't even seem to be that significant by the end of no, the No, not in the end, yeah. no. But there, there was so much, though, that you know, people were saying, oh, why is this in it? Well, it's to misdirect you. Yeah. It's to give you that... To keep you talking. So, yeah. Yeah. so I think pe- people were arguing, well, why is the Golden Company in it? Well, so what? The Golden Company is just there to make the Lannisters seem intimidating. It's not like they're going to do anything of any significance. Yeah. If you don't have all these strands going on, then you, you're not going mm. to last eight seasons. Y- you yeah. Know, it's, it feels like a world, doesn't it, rather than... Yeah. If it was just only what was needed in the in the story, yeah. it would be completely and, different. And I really, dull. I really enjoyed. I, I think I've said before that Stannis was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed all of his arc, as disastrous as it was yeah. in, in the end. Because when I think Stephen Delaney is a fantastic actor, and two, it was it was it was just so satisfying. Yeah. But that got brought to brought to an end really quickly. It's not to say that it wasn't significant. He, he sort of depleted the Bolton's army and therefore led to Jon Snow winning yeah, the battle yeah. indirectly. But you can argue, well, why the hell was Stannis even a character if he was just going to lose yeah. halfway through the... Well, you can argue, why was Rob Stark a character, I suppose? Yeah. Things like that, if they were just going to get murdered. Yeah, if, if he didn't have that huge cast of characters, then he wouldn't be. there'd only be two or three candidates for the throne. Yeah, exactly. Well, all of them have to have their positive points yeah. as well, their negative, yeah. or otherwise it's, you can't say that yeah. they've been treated fairly. Okay. Is there any way of uh, tying this up, connecting Game of Thrones, Love Island, <laughs> and Elton John in one? Uh, it's mm. going to be difficult. Do you think there'll be a Game of Thrones musical in the offing? <laughs> <laughs> one day. Yeah, one day. Almost everything is a musical these days. So. Starring a Love Island star. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Amber Davis is already... Oh, yeah, yeah. And Samira, of course, already has that background, so... If the producers are listening there, you know, yeah, you've you're onto something. Okay, so thank you very much for listening thank to you. the uh, first episode of Series 3. Hopefully there are many more in this series. Yeah. So, uh, you won't have to wait as long uh, this time around for another episode. Yeah, we'll be back soon. So thank you very much and uh, please enjoy. Bye. Bye.